just past the bottom of the hour. Coming down the home stretch here on Real Presence Live, Thursday morning, Church of St. Michael in Pine Island, Minnesota. I'm Matt Wilkham, along with the pastor of the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island, Father Randall Kazel. Good morning, Father, again. Good morning, Matt. Great to be here with you today in this beautiful sunny day in southern Minnesota. And uh, I was just uh, inspired to see you out and about here when we drove up. You were attending to your bees. You had a couple of hives here? I do. I love to check on them uh, every now and then. They're certainly busy bees this time of year. They help me to keep my focus. All they do is they make honey right now. (laughs) (laughs) All they do. That's right. That's all they do. Well, they're making new bees, too. The queen is busy. Sure. Uh, But it's a nice hobby. I enjoy it very much. Yes. It's a very Catholic insect. It is, yeah. we talked about last time. Yeah, when the exalted at the Easter Vigil, we sing about the bees making wax, and the wax goes into their the Easter candle, as well as into the candles we use for uh, the Holy Mass. So bees are important for us Catholics. Right. Probably the most Catholic of all insects, if such thing can be said. <laughs> and, and there's you no more... You whether they are baptized already or not. <laughs> there's, right. there's no better, there's no more Catholic topic than that of vocations, I would say. And this is what we're going to be talking with about with Father Xavier Ilongo, Will you hear Diocese of Crookston? Good morning, Father Xavier Elongo. Welcome to Real Presence Live. Thank you for inviting me to have an interview with me and share my thoughts on vocation. Well, I'm, I'm I'm really looking forward to hearing about your family's witness and how it led you to the priesthood. I'm always uh, inspired by vo- different vocation stories. And we were talking with Peter Martin earlier about the domestic church and how important the family's witness is to uh, holiness of their children in bringing them to heaven, even multiple saints from the same family because mm-hmm. of the witness of the parents. And so I'm really excited to t- talk to you, Father Ilango. First of all, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? I am held from a small town in southern India, and uh, it was almost a, a Catholic village. Now the color of the town had changed. Around six to seven hundred families, and uh, I was the only son of my parents. Of course, I have a sister, and I had the privilege of being brought up uh, by the nuns in the Catholic uh, girls' school and uh, went to seminary at a very early age when I was 13. And uh, all along, I had a wonderful Catholic education till I completed my doctorate in Rome and uh, served several years in priestly formation in India. And then 2005, I came to the Diocese of Crookston. I thought God had called me to, a, to be a missionary in America. I am so enjoying the ministry here. So I love to stay in this area and work with the people of God. I am very blessed. <laughs> wow, Father, that's a, a great witness. Great to have you here working here in our country as a missionary. That's a great thing, a great gift that you've given. And can you share a little bit more about your parents' witness that uh, you have has as, as a seed that started your own priestly vocation? Yes. Um, uh, in a small town, which is predominantly Catholic, uh, St. James Church uh, was the built by 150 years ago by a French missionary. And that was the center of our life. Our children, we always go to the school, then come back. I mentioned in my article about uh, 
how the nuns taught us to go and visit the blessed sacrament um morning at 10 at afternoon at 3 and uh, when you go home you come back to the church to play around the playground and then 6 o'clock the angelus rings you go to church for evening prayer and come home every morning you go for morning mass along with mom and dad and uh, it is it is almost like you breathe your catholic faith in everything you do you cannot but uh, like throughout the uh, month of may we have a beautiful grotto of our lady of lords and we gather every evening one hour of uh, listening to the miracles ha- happen through our blessed mother and it is a kind of uh, you live and breathe that faith every day and when you go home you never go to have your supper before having a family prayer together praying the rosary and finishing all the prayer to st michael sacred heart all the devotional prayers and only you can put your hand in your plate <laughs> so it was mm-hmm. like uh, when i whenever i come home in the evening i see my grandma sitting there praying the rosary no by herself so yes. it is a kind of uh, you cannot but breathe that year of faith in your family and even as a young boy i have seen writings of st ignatius of loyola experience in st mindreza cave no about how he found those spiritual exercises at that age i didn't understand what this guy was doing in that cave no but now mm-hmm. they make a greater sense to me so you you are literally experiencing it in everything you do as a family Absolutely. We're talking with Father Xavier Ilongo, Office of Vocations, Diocese of Crookston, Minnesota, about his family's witness to the faith which led him to the priesthood. And Father Father Xavier, what what kind of stood out to you about how your family specifically practiced their Catholic faith? Um my parents are um very faithful to their catholic faith especially my dad's involvement in the church parish activities uh, was the one i think really inspired me so much he will uh, be in the choir as um, he played uh, some music instruments and uh, his uh, especially holy week and special celebrations he will be the mc for the liturgy in the local parish and uh, he encouraged me to accompany priest those days that parish had 72 missions and uh, the pastor has to go by cart that was uh, drawn by bullocks no bullock cart so my uh, dad encouraged me to go with priest to those parishes to help the priest out already when i was uh, even 10 so we used i used to go and stay with the priest overnight and come back so many of the for example every sunday mass the parish church is filled with people when you go home the first thing we talk about is what was the homily how it has touched us and what was the salient features of that homily that day we can take and live you know so uh, my parents were really um, going to daily masses and all such things uh really getting into me um as um, part of my life not something existing outside of my life but slowly it was 
getting into me without my own knowledge so otherwise how their living the faith day by day made me to think of vocation already at the age of 13 you know so it was uh, their daily faithfulness to the lord through prayer and daily masses that really inspired me to think of vocation Father, thanks for sharing us just a little window into your your life and your vocation, the inspiration into your life. And one thing intrigued me about how uh, your your father encouraged you to travel with your pastor. And did I understand you right? That y- your pastor has 72 mission churches that he would make his way around. Did, did I hear that correctly? Exactly. That was a huge wow. parish. Yeah. Yeah, that is huge. So he would go around to 72 different locations where he might offer mass and where he yeah, served the people. Yeah, but those days priests could visit once or twice because so widespread and no proper um conveyances those days. So right. it was hard for the priest to travel. Yeah. yeah, it was a it was a little different in that way, but I but I and now the, the thing about that is your your pastor was a bit like a missionary. And now I I translate that too that you have this sense of being a missionary. Could you could you speak a little bit about that? Do you think there's a connection to what you saw when you were a child and the adventure of going to these locations that that you experienced uh in in those early years for you and then now how you embrace and and have a sense of joy in the the adventure with our Lord here in Minnesota? Uh that's a interesting question. Initially um I was chosen to teach in the major seminary in India so I taught specialized in moral theology in Rome and went back to teach 11 years to students of theology I thought that is my vocation but when I landed in Minnesota in 2005 July first parish in Morehead St Joseph's great community of catholic people um I started enjoying my ministry in the parish life much better than um i don't uh, underestimate my ministry for the formation of student seminarians but uh, i thought i enjoy my interaction with people and the variety of ministries you do in a parish is incomparable to being stuck in one teaching and formation you know mm-hmm. you always meet the same group of people of course that is a valuable work you do to the formation of future priests in the church but uh, I found my ministry to people much more fascinating and uh, bringing me more spiritual rewards in my daily life. So after 3 years when Monsignor Mike Falls invited me, why don't you think of joining this diocese? That gave me a second thought. I prayed for a year then I said I will join because I love priestly ministry and uh, what a reward you get every time you bring Jesus to someone who is sick someone who is really struggling and uh, when you go to the go with the youth to some great conventions and work camp you bring Jesus to everyone that's a beautiful thing i love to do no so that uh, made me to think of joining though the winters are not uh, very very <laughs> enjoyable <laughs> for a man coming from 100 degree fahrenheit but i i really enjoyed everything i do as a priest so that's what uh, drew me to stay here 
Well, Father, it's, it's great to hear your love for the priesthood. I share that with you, that the life as a priest in the parish in particular, in my experience, it, it, we have a lot in common. I love sharing Jesus with parishioners, and it's great to hear your description of your experience. So thank you for sharing that with us. And uh, can you share a little bit more, Father, maybe where you're at now in your current parish and also as in the Office of Vocations, uh, what you're seeing in the, the young people who may be coming to express a, a desire to learn more about the priesthood? What, what are you hearing young people say uh, about interest in the priesthood from your work in uh, vocations? The young men who are joining seminaries are deeply touched by Jesus in either going to Steubenville or coming to John Paul II camp they had as um, middle schoolers. Somewhere in their life, they have, they have been personally and deeply touched by Jesus. That personal encounter uh, really made a huge change in their heart and life. That's, that's where they are drawn to uh, occasions as well as have a desire to serve the Lord. And uh, that is the key, I, I suppose. If we can uh, offer that kind of personal encounter with Jesus in our youth, uh, certainly that's going to draw more people. And they're all so drawn to prayer, adoration, and uh, they want to go deeper in knowing the Lord and deeper in their faith and relationship with the Lord. That that kind of uh, desire for the Lord really even exemplifies me, though I am a priest for 32 years, till this uh, zeal for the Lord in the hearts of these young, young people really edify me too. Well, thank you, Father. We're going to pause here for just a moment and take a break, and we'll come right back. We'll pick up right there after this short break of Real Presence Live. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, Please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started. I think Catholic Radio gives us an opportunity to be family as a church, number one, um, to connect in places where distance is huge in our part of the country. And um, we are inundated with uh, the influence of secular media in our world today. Um, I think that Catholic Radio presents that worldview that is really necessary. And um, I really uh, feel that as parents in particular, those of you who have younger children, are really uh, blessed to have this opportunity to have 
programming that in, encourages young people to think outside the box that they're getting on all the other social media that they're exposed to. I think Catholic, Catholic media is a world of friends. It's um, not only just a friend uh, as you listen to the people that you know. We need to be strengthened in our voice as a church and as uh, faithful Catholics. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. I want to remind you that any of these interviews on Real Presence Live can be found on our website, realpresenceradio.com. I'm Matt Wilkham along with Father Randall Kazel. Our last segment here with Father Xavier Ilongo, Office of Vocations, Diocese of Crookston, Minnesota. We've been talking with him about his family, how it, they influenced his decision to become a priest, answering God's call. I also wanted to talk, our, our last segment here, Father, Father Xavier, about can you speak to the importance of praying as a family and how that can influence the decision of the children to follow the vocation that God has for them, whatever it may be. Yes. Um, uh, every time uh, when we leave our home, my parents always uh, said a prayer and blessed me. And uh, every day, having an evening prayer together and reading the gospel of the day and uh, reflecting a little on it. And uh, these things, I think, really sown the seeds of vocation in my heart. And uh, praying together as a family, a lot of time, make us also think about little tussles and the frictions we have in our daily interaction within the family, among members of the family. And uh, whatever uh, we have can be resolved through those moments of prayer. That's what I found. I never claimed that my family was a perfect family. There was uh, some conflicts and frictions and arguments and shouting at each other that happens occasionally. But what I thought, the deep faith in the Lord and uh, the regular habit of not going to supper without uh, finishing our evening prayer, that was always a moment of enrichment, personal enrichment, as well as personal growing in our spiritual holiness. That helped us. So that, I mean, especially Lenten season, um, we are all asked to fast every day, not just on the day of fasting. Those are special practices of Catholic families, and we never take meat throughout the 40 days. These are all practices that come out of your prayer life as well as your commitment to your Catholic faith that uh, comes out in every area of your life. So praying together resolves a lot of our family conflicts as well as we are spiritually enriched and uh, inspired to think about our personal holiness and following of the Lord every day. That's how I feel about how family prayers could be very helpful to all of us. Yeah, thank you, Father, for sharing those uh, strategies uh, for families. And I think there's some families who may be listening, some parents, or they they love these ideas, but they're also looking at their lives um, 
and they're wondering how we would like to put these into practice, but how can they begin? You know, what, what might they need to do to, in order to uh, have even the beginning of implementing some patterns of prayer? What, what would you suggest to families to start? Um, when I was in the crazy Sacred Art Parish, I suggested every family to create a prayer corner at, in their house, whether in the living room or a, in a private room, where you have the picture of uh, the Sacred Heart of Jesus and Blessed Mother Mary and Joseph, or the Holy Family picture, and uh, light a candle there, keep your Bible open there, and uh, why don't you start at least half an hour of praying rosary together, or a Divine Mercy Chaplet together. You can take different forms of prayer every day, and uh, never go to bed without uh, reading the Gospel of the next day, that you are, and these days you have all over different kinds of material, like Living Faith or Magnificat or Give Us This Day, um, Word um, With Us, or Word Among Us, and Bishop Robert Barron's uh, um, uh, website. There are so many ways you can always uh, take a passage and read and reflect and go to bed. Then you are starting little with the little steps in your spiritual journey of holiness. And then once you get it, uh, used to the power and the fruits of such a uh, practice of family prayer together, you will, you will never give up. Because uh, now many families think they have to kneel down and start praying only when they are in trouble. But what if they are, even when they are joyful and being together, happy moments, even in regular more, more days of life, you do it and find the fruits, how it trickles into your many activities of the day, then certainly you will never give up. That's my suggestion. That's great advice. We've been speaking with Father Xavier Ilango, who is director of the Office of Vocations in the Diocese of Crookston. Uh, Father Xavier, we have just a couple minutes left. Wanted to highlight your work as vocations director for the Crookston Diocese. Uh, Crookston.org slash vocations is the website. If someone is interested in learning more about the priesthood or perhaps another vocation within the church, uh, who can they contact? They can contact me, and I have a vocation promoter. We have two people sharing the responsibility. Father Matt Smith, he can also be contacted to um, start the first process. Then when they go to seminary, then they, I will start the process of uh, putting them in a seminary. Excellent. I see here on your website a picture of uh, your men in the minor seminary at our own a minor seminary, Immaculate Heart of Mary in Winona. I'm the yes. communications director for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, so we're very honored uh, to have the privilege to help form young men for the priesthood, to help them discern in the minor seminary from all across the upper Midwest and beyond, including yeah. the, the Diocese of Crookston. So thank you for sending your men to us, for entrusting them to us. Uh, it means a great deal to us here in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, to have that privilege. So, uh, and it looks like you have a good contingency, I think. Let's see, four, five, uh, three, seven. I think seven in the minor seminary, at least in this picture. So you've got a, a, a good crop coming up here. And I, I just would encourage, uh, you know, just piggyback on what you just said. 
about prayer in the family and how important that is to forming vocations and just forming, helping to cultivate peace in the family in general. So that yeah, creates exactly. that good soil. And anything, any last words you'd like yeah. to share? Um, uh, one thing I realized, uh, as soon as I came to this uh, parish in Warren last year, I started going to all their volleyball and basketball games. Uh, what I think today's youth need a compassionate accompaniment in their life. If uh, they feel that somebody, an adult, is really understanding and uh, trying to accompany them in their life journey with uh, true oh, compassion for their what they go through, I think they will be drawn to the Lord. That's what I want to do more with the youth. A compassionate spiritual accompaniment of the youth today will bring more vocation to us. That's my conviction. Oh, that's a great suggestion, Father. And thank you for all you do with our Lord. And we'll continue to pray that our Lord will inspire young hearts and minds to be open to his will and ask him that great question, what will you have me do, Lord? And we're about out of time here, Father. So thank you for being with us. And Matt, great to have you here at the Church of St. Michael here in Pine Island for another show of Real Presence Live. At this time, we're going to turn it over to our technical director, Eli, for a preview of our next show here on Real Presence Radio. Hey, thanks, Father. You had a good show today. A lot of great guests, a lot of interesting topics. We've got another good show coming up tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network, hosted by Father Nick Nelson and Mark Cheney, coming to you from St. Martin's Church in Tower, Minnesota. They'll visit with Amy Fox, who's taking up the challenge of raising good Catholic kids. Then they'll visit with Father James Father James Goodwin, the judicial vic- vicar of the Diocese of Fargo, He'll be clearing up some misconceptions surrounding the Catholic view on divorce and annulments. Then Michael Talberg, Michael Talberg will talk about remaining faithful to vows despite being civilly divorced. That's sure to be interesting. Ta- and that, all that is coming up tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Right back to you. Thanks, Eli. Thanks for all your work behind the scenes to make Real Presence Radio, Real Presence Live possible. My uh, pleasure. We really appreciate all that you do all of the other technical directors as well the producers behind the administrative assistants behind the scenes that create all of the talking points for us to make things go smoothly so appreciate that and uh, we also appreciate in our own diocese of winona rochester I'm, i mean i'm in the physically i'm in the archdiocese of st paul in minneapolis right now with the church of st michael in pine island with yet your parish father kazel but we really appreciate having the new Real Presence radio station in Winona, 92.5 FM, KSMR, and translator uh, K232CZ on 94.3 FM. I mean, to have not one but two signals and on the FM dial is an amazing thing. And I just appreciate all the hard work that those at RPR have done to get that station on the air. And those stations, those signals can be improved as well. And so if you're interested in helping out with this special project, please contact the folks at Real Presence Radio, and they can direct you uh, how best to, to do that. So, Father Kazel, final thoughts. Thanks for being here, and let me give a blessing. May Almighty God bless you all, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us again on Real Presence Live. Women of Grace, next. God bless. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 
Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast anytime of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.